Well, in the Gospels, as we turn to the story of Jesus, we realize that actually only two of the Gospel writers record details about the birth of Christ. So pop quiz, what are the two? Matthew and Luke, right? Mark, he's just so excited that he gets to the good part. He skips right over the birth. He gets right to the action part of the ministry of Jesus. And John does something completely different. I kind of like John. He just goes out on his own. He doesn't try and copy. He doesn't try and imitate. He does his own thing. And so we're going to read a short passage from John's gospel. Because what John does for us is he peels back the curtains just a little bit. Enough for us to see the behind-the-scenes action of what's really happening at the birth of Jesus. John isn't so concerned about the details of when and how He's way more concerned with why. And I think we should be concerned with why. We love the details. We love little baby Jesus in the manger. But why? Why did Jesus come? And why does that matter to us as we gather here on Christmas Eve? And so I want to read a little bit from John chapter 1. But I'm going to read it from a translation called The Message. And uh, just because sometimes we get so familiar with our normal translations of the Bible, sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of a different voice. So John chapter 1 and verse 1. The Word was first. The Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through Him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. And the lifelight blazed out in the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. And then verse 14. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, Generous inside and out, true from start to finish. John gives us a different take on the birth of Jesus. He calls Jesus the Word. And he makes three wild claims about Jesus that I think we're meant to pay attention to. The first claim is this, that Jesus was present in the beginning. In the beginning of what? Well, the beginning of the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of all things. John, the way he writes, immediately parallels Genesis 1-1, which says, in the beginning, God. And that's very intentional because we're meant to pick up on that. And his great claim is that Jesus was there in the beginning. In other words, the story of Jesus doesn't start with his birth. And if we want to understand Jesus, we need to expand our understanding of the story. The story of Christmas is much bigger than a manger in Bethlehem. And that's our invitation to engage in the scope of that story. The second claim that he makes that's really important is this. It's radical. Ready for it. You might know it already. But he claims that the word Jesus is God. Is God. Colossians says something similar, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews says it even more specifically, 
that Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. He is the same, one in the same. The story of Christmas clarifies our understanding of Jesus and clarifies our understanding of God. In the Nicene Creed, some of you might have learned it as a kid or might have heard it, it says that Jesus is this, God of God, light of light, very God of very God. This is a wild claim that John is making, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. I think sometimes we get confused or perplexed or troubled with our image of who God is. And that comes for a lot of reasons. Maybe we were hurt by the church or by an individual. Maybe we didn't have a good father figure in our life. Maybe we've read the Old Testament so much, we're a little bit confused what to do with some of those passages. Here's the invitation tonight. Look to Jesus. Because in Jesus, we find clarity about what God is like and who God is. Jesus is God. And then the third claim is this. Not only was Jesus there at the beginning, not only is Jesus God, very God of very God, but the third claim is this, that God became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love the way Eugene Peterson translates that, God moving into the neighborhood. It, it translates a word in the Greek that would really be tabernacle, that God tabernacled among us. And it's a reference in the Old Testament when the children of Israel were wandering in the desert. They created a tent structure. And that tent structure was a tabernacle that was meant to represent and actually be the presence of God among the community, among the people. So this is the wild claim that John is making, that Jesus is God in the flesh moving among us, moving into the neighborhood, and that's the amazing story of Christmas. Years ago, when my wife and I were dating, again, I should have got permission before I shared this. It'll be fine, it's Christmas. <laughs> when Christy and I were dating, I think for about a year and a bit, we saw each other every single day. It's amazing she didn't get sick of me then. Um, but I was making good money, so she stuck by me, right? <laughs> Never. We saw each other every single day, and then she decided to do something just crazy. She went away for six weeks to Zimbabwe, like not even to Edmonton or something. It's like to Zimbabwe. She was gone, but she did an amazing thing. She actually bought and wrapped a gift for me for every day that she was gone. You just put, aw, right? This is, the, this is the hallmark moment right here, okay? <laughs> For every day, and so you can bet that when I woke up in the morning, I was still framing, I was building houses, I'd wake up, have my porridge, read my Bible, open my gift. Actually, it was open the gift first, right? Because I was so excited. Not only did she do that, she actually took the time to write to me from Zimbabwe, somehow find postage and put it in the mail. I still have the letters to this day. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're tracking well tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. I loved it. The gifts, the letters, all represent her love for me. But what I longed for more was what? Her presence. And so as soon as she came home from Zimbabwe, what did I do? I asked her to marry me. She said yes, by the way. 
that's a happy ending to the story. It's great to have all of these representations of love, but it doesn't replace the presence of someone we love, right? The Bible says it like this, that in the past, God spoke through his prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken clearly and finally through his son. Jesus is God in the flesh, moving into our neighborhood, moving into our community, moving into our world to tell us that God does not love us from a distance. That's the message of Christmas. God does not love us from a distance. He is present to our realities. He's present to our pain. He's present to our sorrow. He's present to our confusion. He's also present to our joy. And he's present to our celebrations. That God is with us is the message of Christmas. Matthew chapter 1 says it like this. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him what? Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so tonight, I hope this is an encouragement, something that strengthens us as we go into a, another year, that God is with us. Well, tonight we're going to light the middle candle, which is the Christ candle. We light all the other candles during Advent that represent the good gifts of God. Gifts of hope, of peace, of joy, of love. But tonight we, write, we light the Christ candle, which represents the presence of Christ with us. So I'm going to ask you to get ready. Maybe not everybody has a candle, but maybe you have a light on your phone. <laughs> you can use that at a concert, right? You hold it up. And uh, I'm going to come down. We're going to light the Christ candle, sing Silent Night, and celebrate this great story of Christmas that God doesn't love us from the distance, that he has moved into the neighborhood. He is Emmanuel. Let's get ready. Tonight, Emmanuel, God is with us. And tonight, we light that candle. <laughs> 